cool October breeze yawns gently across the tall stalks of dried-out corn, leaving their silk ends to sway in the wind like long-forgotten ghosts. <laughs> it is four in the afternoon in rural Vermont, and the sights of a classic New England autumn are in full display here at Amber Acre Farms. People have come from all over for the fun pumpkin patch photo ops and delicious homemade apple cider. Children squeal with delight as they wait for the petting zoo to open, but a hayride will entertain them in the meantime. But the farm's true claim to fame is its corn maze. Sprawling for 10 square acres, it attracts puzzle lovers and hordes. It's so challenging, guides roam the maze's long, twisting alleyways, armed with maps and helpful hints for frustrated visitors. Darkness comes early in Vermont, and the maze is about ready to close. Matthew Givens is the architect of the dry, crunchy labyrinth. He considers his maze one of the best in the world. He smiles as the last visitor leaves the maze. Yes, sir. 52 guests and nine maze guides safely accounted for. Matthew's mind turns to the pumpkin lager he's going to enjoy when he's suddenly greeted by a worry-eyed farmhand, Amanda. Amanda, what's wrong? He asks. Matt, it's... what? It's the petting zoo. Something has gone wrong. <laughs> Matt tries to hide his ambivalence. What could possibly be wrong with the petting zoo? What's more, why should his team care? To be polite, he fakes concern. Oh no, Amanda. What happened? <laughs> Matt, the petting zoo. Well, it's... The Panthers got out. <laughs> what? All five? <laughs> That's impossible! You stacked those hay bales so high! <laughs> Matt, Matt, it's Matt, listen to me. Listen to me. They escaped and ran right into the corn maze. Please tell me you got everyone out for the day. <laughs> oh, no, no. Thank goodness, thank goodness. The last visitor just left. Everyone is fine. Matthew heaves a sigh of relief knowing disaster has been avoided. Matt, are you sure? All 52 guests and 10 guides? Of course, Matthew protests. All 52 guests and 10... His heart skips a beat. He forgot about the new guy. Deep inside the heart of the corn maze stands a lone muscular figure. The warm glow of the late day sun casts a shadow off his bulging deltoids. It looks like a pile of pumpkins upon the worn, dusty path. He is wearing Uggs and a sticker that says, Ask me for directions. It sticks firmly to his bare chest. In his right hand, he holds a Roman net and trident. In his left... In his left, a pumpkin spice latte. Nine millimeters tucked into the waistband of his red UFC trunks. Brock Lesnar takes a long, slow whiff of the cool fall air. Someone in the distance is having a bonfire. Suddenly, he sees the eyes of a panther peering through the stalks. It springs forward. Finishing his latte, Brock meets its steely gaze. He crushes the paper cup and whispers, Fall back. <laughs> okay. Uh.
oh guys uh, we're idiots yeah <laughs> yeah that's uh real stupid <laughs> but like brilliant. brilliant yeah brilliant for sure Sean, oh my gosh what are these guys doing having five panthers trapped in with hey the fence is hey <laughs> you got listen have you have you guys never been to vermont Everything's no, no, made no. Out of hay there. You guys, oh, you guys have never been? Yeah, everything's made out of hay. The roads, it's, it's tough. The people, it's tough. Everything's hay. You would not believe the fire hazards. The 4th of July alone takes a lot of lives. You ever seen hay fireworks go off? No. What about like the guy that's in charge of like the, the panther exhibit made out of hay? Like every day he's like, hey, we only lost 20 people today. <laughs> Yeah. How many tried to go to the exhibit? Oh, 15. <laughs> <laughs> They're just jumping out and pulling people in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We lost 15 guests and five new trainees. <laughs> it's a tough line of work. There's a panther dressed up as the attendant for the Ferris wheel. <laughs> He's just like slowly waiting for people to show up. Wow. <laughs> He's just biding his time. Yeah. It just has like a loose uh, polo shirt on. Yeah. But doggone <laughs> it. If he ain't a stickler for that height requirement. <laughs> 45 inches or nothing. Forget it. Oh, yeah, baby. Woo! Welcome back to the Broctagon. Oh, gosh. Your number one source for answering life's biggest questions. The biggest question. Who would win in a hypothetical fight between UFC and WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar in his prime or... Whatever you, our dedicated listeners, write to us. Very excited for this week, fellas. My name's Sean. That is Aaron. That is Cam. Hey, oh. Cameron's you feeling good, coffee. guys? Yeah, I drank some coffee. Yeah, that's but I'm well, here. You, you missed your intro. All right, let's well. get into the letter. <laughs> I'm really excited for this one. Hello, Brocktagon team. Hope you guys are enjoy fall. I wanted to give Brock Lesnar a mental challenge as well as a physical one, so he asked to add some strategy to his brute strength. My friend said the only reason you guys pick Brock to win so much is that he gets to fight in small spaces. Out in the open is harder. So here is my question. I'm just Brock happy Lesner, that there are multiple people talking about this podcast. <laughs> like, there are people that listen to it that aren't just, like, ashamed of listening to it. I'm assuming it's some kind of secret meeting. Like, they have to, like, go in a closet and, like, turn all the lights out or something. So here is my question. Brock Lesnar is in a four-hectacre corn maze with five full-size female panthers. He has a net and a trident like a Roman gladiator. For some modern flair, he also has a gun with eight bullets. He starts in the middle of the maze and has a map. How many times out of ten can Brock kill all five panthers? They are not hunting him specifically, but will go after him if they see him. If he can land his signature move from wrestling on one of them, it counts as a kill. Oh, big fan of the show. I have listened to every episode. Kind regards, Amelia from Geneva, Switzerland. Wow, Whoa. guys. We're, we're international. Wow. Hey, we did it. Let's go. Dang. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Amelia. That's awesome. I'm so happy How you're How do listening. you say thank you in, in Swiss? Thank you? They yeah. speak English. Danke? In Switzerland? Yeah, they speak English everywhere. Uh... Additionally, they use both Donka and Mercy. Hey, I was right. I said Donka. Huh. Oh, huh. all right. Donka to all the Swiss Germans out there. Donka, Amelia. Merci. This is a good one, Sean. It's a great question because it's very much, I don't know. I, I feel like the Panthers are very, very in their element in terms of hunting in a corn maze. Yeah. But it's also different in that a corn maze is really, really loud. 
So like they're gonna have even even something sneaky like a panther is gonna have a hard time sneaking up on Brock. I mean right. everything's dry and crunchy. It's fall. In my mind, panthers hunt by smelling fear. So that's actually a detriment to them this time that they're never going oh, to be able to find Brock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you guys smell like overwhelming confidence? <laughs> Let's avoid yeah. that guy. I only smell fear, and I only smell four other panthers right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Are these panthers just, are they grouped together or are they just like they're scattered around the maze? We'll say they're scattered around the maze okay. randomly. All they right. don't, yeah, they, they don't know to hunt in a pack. They don't know to work together. Okay. And they won't go after each other. That's big because if it's five against one, like game over. Um, mm. So I'm doing a little Googling, a female panther full size is 140 pounds. So that's wow. really big. Yeah. So each one is like a worthy adversary. Each one's a worthy adversary, but not, you know, these aren't tigers. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. They're not buffalo. Like, Brock fights other humans that are, like, 260. Like, their teeth, man. Their teeth. And they go for the neck, I believe. They go for the neck. Yeah, if there's one thing Red Dead Redemption has taught me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Panther comes at you, you better not miss. Yeah. I mean, he's in he's in a farm in Vermont in the middle of October. That's I want to get at that. Like, what, what weird event planner is like, hey, guys, fall's coming up. You know what I got? It's the perfect thing for fall in Vermont. Five Panthers. <laughs> we got to add some pizzazz. You guys didn't know that's a Vermont thing. They do that every year. <laughs> Started back in 1718 uh, when old Jeremiah Lawrence came back from the old world with five Panthers. <laughs> <laughs> he hated everyone. <laughs> and they hated him. So thus the Panthers. He unleashed them on the town. <laughs> It's a rough, rough couple of months. <laughs> For a few months, there was a Panther sheriff. <laughs> please, please, we'll elect you. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. <laughs> was not until the laser pointer was invented could they rid the town of that scourge. <laughs> they just pointed it in the ocean and he drowned himself. You know, I know he's a Panther. But dang it, ever since Sheriff Whiskers has been in charge, the streets have never been as clean. (laughs) (laughs) He just slowly starts winking his way through, like, municipal politics. (laughs) You know, I was a little skeptical of having a Panther as chairman of the library board. But let me tell you, the selection has been strong. Governor Whiskers, (laughs) do you vote for independence? (laughs) (laughs) Would the honorable gentleman from Vermont please cast his vote? (laughs) (laughs) Just imagine the Declaration of Independence. Signature, signature, paw print. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a bite mark in it. (laughs) He gives a speech and it's like, gubernatorial. (laughs) (laughs) I can get behind that. (laughs) I don't know if I trust his running mate. He's a Whig. (laughs) (laughs) it's just like some other starchy old guy like politely sitting behind him nodding in agreement (laughs) yeah mayor whiskers fought in the revolutionary war but it flashes to him like he's also holding a musket he's not doing panther things he's just like like shooting and reloading marching in formation (laughs) yeah he he was a medic (laughs) no 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 it's 
Is that what you think? He was he was in the navy. He wasn't very useful on a boat. <laughs> he was he was very afraid the entire time. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm just gonna put a number on it. I think Brock does it six times out of ten. Whoa. Mm. I think only six. I think it's only six. I, I I'll tell you, I'm not there, but but I, I want to hear I want to hear your reason for it. Are you less than me? I, I am less than you, but but I want to hear I want to hear See, you talk I, it through. I think I might have lowballed him at six. I think really? it might have to be seven. Yes, really? he has a gun with eight bullets. It's still. I think they wear him down. That's my big problem with it. I feel like with the. Do you remember the Gator Gauntlet episode? There was a two foot, then four foot, the six foot. These are yeah. all five adult Panthers. It's not yeah. like there's only one worthy adversary. All five are going to get him. But they're not coming at him at the same time. That's the thing. Like I mean, it clearly is going to tire you out to fight a Panther. Exactly. I think and then if have he's to do getting it four them more times. One on one, mm. one at a time. I don't know. I think he's going to do it on his own terms. Mm. I say Brock seven times out of ten. Again, I don't think they can sneak up on him. That's the thing about the corn maze. I really, really don't think they can get the jump, which means wherever they're coming from, he's going to have some kind of chance. Like if they're running, he's going to have the trident ready. He's got the gun in his waistband. Yeah, he's still drinking his pumpkin spice. I think big cats have to sneak up and then unleash their power. And I think the sneak factor is gone in a corn maze. That's what I'm trying to say. If if we do another animal-centric episode, we should really have an animal expert on here. Because no. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're all just we're all just like, I think Panthers do this. Here we are, <laughs> you know, talking about like if we're talking about apes or something, we're all just like blah blah blah. My frame of reference is just watching Tarzan, the animated movie. You have more should, experience than most. We should, that's we, yeah, you're already ahead of the game. Should have Jane Goodall on here. Jane Goodall talking about Panthers in a cornfield. <laughs> Tune in next week when Neil deGrasse Tyson joins us to talk about sports cars. <laughs> Actually. That could be a pretty interesting concept. Just bring somebody on, convince them you're going to talk to them about their area of expertise. And then we're just like, oh, Dr. Fauci, thank you so much for coming on. Let's just get right to your prediction for the 2023 NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah. We need, we need to know who's coming out of the West. What what specific Panthers are we talking about? I feel like that would maybe matter. Uh, Vermont Panthers, probably. <laughs> yeah, did, you, did you check Vermont Panther? Uh, all right. For the sake of argument, let's say the kind you find in the U.S. Uh, so we'll say Florida Panthers. Carolina Panther. Oh, Carolina But not Panther. the NFL team. Right. Yeah, so one of those guys, a Florida Panther or a Carolina Panther. Oh, those things are nasty. Oh, dude. Also, I don't want to skip over the caveat that Amelia said if Brock can land his finishing move yeah. from wrestling on one of them, it dies automatically. If you're not familiar with That's it. That's huge. Yeah, the F5. It, the F5. If Brock, which functionally, that would mean he would have to get one up on his shoulders and then turn <laughs> around and like spin drop it. Which if one jumps on him. I think he's got a puncher's chance of f 5 in one of them. Just catch it in midair. I, 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 I'm still not there, Sean. I'm, I'm going to lock right, in I, my pick. This I whole, what's your number? This whole time I've been saying, in my mind, I've been saying Brock wins three out of ten in this. But Three? But but your your point where if he can F5 them, they're done. I'm bumping it up to four. Four out of ten Brock wins in this simulation. Okay. I just remember there's this, I'll show you the way sticker just on his bare chest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy. That's his new job. I also like to think he just showed up with all of those items already. He was like, first day on the job. Just with a gun tucked into his pants, wielding a triton. 
Think about how prepared he is, though. Like, yeah. normally you don't need a trident and a gun to tell people the way in a corn maze. Like, this is this is <laughs> what he's been planning for all along. Yeah, my old man told me you never know when five panthers are going to come at you. <laughs> you got to be ready. His voice echoed in my head as I walked past that group of five panthers held in by hay, but I thought I was just being paranoid. I'm going to go right down the middle and say five. This is a five out of out of ten? Yeah. Wow, a 50-50. I don't know, because, like, he's going to run out of bullets on probably by at least the third one, so he doesn't have any bullets left. That's, that's, I think, an important part of this is, does Brock know that there are five Panthers out there, or does he just get attacked by a Panther and go, oh, I'm glad that's over. <laughs> yeah, does he know there's more? I wasted eight bullets on that. Exactly, you know what I mean? In the spirit of fairness, he should know there's five. Like someone someone yelled, Brock, watch out for five big cats. <laughs> yeah. They could be anywhere, but they will not work together. <laughs> also, you have eight bullets. Good luck. <laughs> I just want Brock to like have killed five panthers and then just like keep trying to kill a scarecrow until it's dead with a trident. <laughs> just keep stabbing it over and over again. You know, when you were reading the the intro and everything, before you described him. Actually, I was imagining Brock dressed up like a scarecrow. Same. Like Wizard of Oz style and everything. That would have been so much better. Okay, how about this? Consider the events of the Wizard of Oz, but the scarecrow is replaced with Brock Lesnar. Do they ultimately <laughs> succeed? Oh, uh, yeah. That movie goes from being like two hours to 30 minutes long. If that. <laughs> I think it's a lot faster. <laughs> hey, I killed some green lady. Oh, cool. Also, I killed a... a- Glowing blue sh- shiny crystal lady. No, don't. No, oh, no. Also- <laughs> killed a dog. There was a dog back there. I just <laughs> stepped on a basket. I didn't even know the dog was in there. There was some freaking robot. Yeah. Took care of him. I, r- I ripped apart a washer dryer combo. <laughs> <laughs> then there was a lion that was like crying. So I put him out of his misery. <laughs> I'm just thinking about like the tornado coming for that farmhouse. And, like, the door swings open and Brock is standing there in the blue and white Dorothy dress. Like, <laughs> flexing, staring at the tornado. And it just goes in the other direction. <laughs> I think when they finally meet Oz, that goes differently. <laughs> when Brock sees, like, the giant head with, like, flames shooting out of it, he's like, finally, a, a worthy adversary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about time I found the guy who was in charge. <laughs> <laughs> when they're at the gate to the Emerald City... Like, there's no, like, riddle or anything. It's just, like, <laughs> he just opens the gate. <laughs> By the time he's done, they're the Protein Shake Guild instead. <laughs> All the munchkins are just, like, benching stuff. <laughs> it goes from, we represent, to, like, we represent. <laughs> he's got a Ruby Championship belt on. <laughs> Can I can I side quest us real quick? Oh yeah. Yeah. In in consideration of what to make this Brocktober, I was trying to think of great classic horror characters. Mm-hmm. Uh did I tell you I read The OG Invisible Man? Oh, oh yeah, you did. That's a great read. Uh it's also mostly about nothing. Just, <laughs> and so I was like trying to think like how I could get Brock to somehow be involved. And basically the plot of the book is like this guy comes up with this formula to make himself invisible. And he's like, oh, yeah, now I did it. I'm invisible. I've unlocked all this technology. I've unlocked all this magic. 
Think of the benefit for humanity. Think of the benefit for science. I'm going to get butt naked and beat up everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Doesn't doesn't the formula make him crazy? I think it probably it probably makes him crazy, too, which I mean, the not being visible thing probably makes that worse as well. So really, like it's like eight chapters of this of this guy just like terrorizing this village. And being like, look at all these people I can punch and get away with it. (laughs) And like he starts a fire. And then I don't. I think everyone just gets sick of his crap, and they're like, "All right, that's it. We're gonna jump this guy." And they wait for it to snow, and they see his footprints, and they're like, "All right, we're killing this dude." And then they do, and then everyone's <laughs> like, "Oh, that sucked." And then <laughs> that's that's the end of the book. I'm sure at the time it was like a psychological thriller, but reading it now, it just didn't land. Can you imagine the, like the psychological terror if one day like the government just announced like, "Hey, just so you know, we were doing an experiment." Brock Lesnar is now invisible and we don't know where he is. <laughs> Everyone remain calm. Oh. Don't open your doors lest he get in. Where was he last seen? The, like the people in that area are then on high alert, but everywhere is like. There's a non-zero chance he's in the room with you at any time. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's terrifying. Every time a book falls off a shelf, everyone around is just going to start punching the air <laughs> violently around them. <laughs> just, just in case. Think of how good of a psyop that would be, though. Like, if you had beef with another country, uh, and you were like, hey, listen, oh, man. we just want to put a pause on this war to warn you guys. There's a loose, invisible Brock. Brock. Out. <laughs> you know that Brock, invisible Brock would show up to, like, WWE events, right? <laughs> like, like, they would still go on a schedule. Roman Reigns would just be, like, floating off of the, the mat. <laughs> you know? I'm not just trying to bring it full circle, but do we agree that invisible Brock beats five Panthers ten out of ten times? Oh, no, yeah. No weapons. No weapons, just the advantage of being invisible. Oh, invisible? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yes. 10 out of 10. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's a creature in God's Earth that Invisible Brock wouldn't 10 out of 10. <laughs> like Godzilla. But it would be like 10. 8 out of 10. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Godzilla comes out of the water and he sees a TV that says like Invisible Brock Lesnar wanted and he just like goes back into the water slowly. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Just, you guys just, deal with one of us at a time, and then we'll sort it out later. I'm just imagining, like, Invisible Brock taking on a moose. <laughs> that seems about right. Yeah. 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 Or what about a bear? Oh, he's got a bear. Really? Yeah. Invisible Brock kills a polar bear. <laughs> the polar bear sees, like, footprints in the snow walking towards it, and they're like, Polar Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> Brock says, it was then that I carried you. <laughs> into eternity (laughs) i wonder what that smells like they're just like strong confidence um is that one of you guys did one of did someone here beat the undertaker's undefeated streak at wrestlemania (laughs) (laughs) at least if if he's fighting the polar bear the rest of the earth is going to be like oh he's in antarctica we're good for a little bit guys everyone (laughs) go back to normal society for like a week they're just like leaving all the Jimmy Johns unlocked and open as a peace offering. <laughs> that does it for this episode of the Broctagon. Join us next week. We are joined by the one and only NBA legend, Meta World Peace. He's here promoting his new book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. Seriously, no, how do you do it? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time.